Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. While the focus for markets is on tonight's FOMC rate decision, where expectations are widely for the Fed to slow its rate hiking campaign to 25 basis points from 50. And this comes as suddenly high inflation is finally easing to some extent as supply chain disruptions fade and interest rates at 15-year highs put the brakes on demand. The latest sign coming through from US employment costs rising at a slower-than-expected pace in the closing months of 2022, the Employment Cost Index, that's a broad gauge of wages and benefits, increased by 1% in the fourth quarter. Labor costs have risen at least 1% for the past six straight quarters, extending what was already a record streak in data back to 1996. So not as bad as what they were expecting. Let's unpack with Mitu Kotecha, Head of Emerging Market Strategy for TD Securities. Morning, Mitu. How are you doing today? Good morning. Very well, thank you. Mitu, let's talk about what the Fed will be taking on board as they decide on the rate policy. Do you see enough in recent data for the Fed to commit to a more dovish tone yet? Well, I think the rate hike downshift is likely. So we do expect a 25 basis point hike at this meeting, bringing the Fed funds target to 45 to 4.75%. But whether it's going to be a dovish hike is another question. If anything, uh, we expect Powell and the Fed to be concerned about the uh, elevated levels of inflation. Although headline inflation has come off, core services inflation is still very high. And in that respect, we may end up with a hawkish 25 basis point hike uh, rather than a dovish rhetoric coming out from the Fed. And at the least, uh, we will expect to see Powell emphasize that further rate hikes are likely in this cycle in the months ahead. Yeah, Mitchell, on the table, you've got a lot of moving parts. You've got some signs of inflation easing up. But at the same time, the labor market is still quite resilient. And there's this debate right now about how to analyze or forecast inflation, whether the recent data, uh, you should be putting more weight on how the COVID-19 pandemic has skewed it to some extent. Or should you be judging it based on how you know, it has been operating above or below its usual capacity? How do you take into account all these factors? Yeah, I think we can start to discount now the impact of COVID distortions on the data. Um, I think the wages and and the labour market generally remains fairly tight. And I think the Fed is still going to be concerned about the fact that the labour market is not showing any real signs of softness. Um, And in fact, we talk about core services inflation, but that's very tightly linked to wage developments. And as wages still remain elevated compared to the three, three and a half percent range that's consistent with the Fed's 2% inflation target, it just seems likely that the Fed will continue to focus on this. And again, that really adds to that view that the Fed still has uh, some way to go before they reach their terminal rate. So I think, look, I think, you know, we will see a 25 base points likely, although there is a minority expecting 50 today. Um, but I think what we will see is the Fed still warn about inflation risk and, and certainly on the labor market and certainly, as I mentioned, the, the services inflation. Yeah, there's that inflation risk as well as the risk of a recession. Uh, Mito, looking forward to the rest of the year, there's also some expectations that they might actually cut rates sometime in the second half of this year. How likely do you see that happening? Well, I mean, I think the Fed uh, at the moment, it, it still seems unlikely that they're going to allude to any rate cuts. I mean, it is possible towards the end of the year, but if anything, the Fed is probably going to stick with a, a higher for longer view 
on policy rates. I mean, after all, even by the end of this year, it's unlikely that inflation will have hit uh, the Fed's 2% target. Uh, so as such, um, it, it could be the case where the Fed will continue to maintain um, a high level of interest rates in the months ahead, even if they do reach terminal, say, you know, five, five and a quarter percent of terminal, um, it could still be the case they're not going to ease quickly. So I, I think I don't think it's at all a done deal uh, that the Fed will start cutting rates by end of this year. If anything, uh, it may be into next year before we start to see any rate cuts. Right. We'll see if there's any signs of a pause of hiking soon, even um, by the latest meeting today. Um, looking at the US dollar, that has come down quite a bit in the past month. Looking at the dollar index is down about 1.4%. What do you expect from the US dollar strength going forward? Yeah, I think the dollar strength story now is really evaporated. Uh, I think you know, last year we had a very, very strong dollar that certainly gave way towards the end of the year. And we've seen that already uh, fall even further as we've gone, gone into this year. It's unlikely that the dollar picks up uh, any real momentum in the months ahead. In our view, the only thing we could say for the dollar at the moment that it, its sell-off looks like it's stretched. Um, it's in key sort of technical levels in terms of its weakness uh, and the market may be a bit overextended in terms of uh, the dollar sell-off. So we may see a little bit of a short-term pause or consolidation, but we do think the trend in the dollar is likely to continue to be one of weakness. And especially as the market has now started to price in the terminal rate in the US, uh, and we will see that downshift in Fed hikes, all of that in our view plays more negatively for the dollar uh, in the next several months. Yeah, middle with the weakness in the dollar, can we take this as good news for emerging markets and Asian markets to some extent? Uh, yes, we can. I think one of the biggest weights on uh, emerging markets and in particular Asia has been the strength of the dollar. Uh, that certainly hurt uh, currencies. It hurt local bond markets. And we've already seen a very, very sharp reversal as we've gone into this year. Emerging market assets have outperformed. Uh, dollar weakness is really helping that trend. Uh, and also the fact that many investors are underinvested and valuations have been very cheap uh, for EM assets. And I think that means that we will see continued strong flows into Asia and EM in general. And I think a weaker dollar will help currencies and local currency bonds in the region perform pretty well in the months ahead. Uh, let's see if there are any surprises in store tonight at the FMC meeting. We've been chatting with Mitu Kodicha. He is the head of emerging market strategy for TD Securities. Mitu, thanks as always, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.